Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Finding Your Freedom podcast. I'm so happy to have you guys here, as always, and we have such a treat, such an amazing guest episode for you guys today. I am so, so excited for you guys to hear it um, with one of my dear sisters, Miranda Mora. Um, We met... I guess a little bit over a year ago virtually and she is just such uh, an amazing human an amazing cancer goddess she's she's just amazing so I'm just gonna say a few announcements and then tell you a little bit more about the episode and our guest and yeah get into it it's such a great one guys I cannot wait for you guys to listen more um yeah, as far as announcements, I'm still on the Outer Banks. Um, if you are on the Outer Banks and you're interested in transforming your life and fun things like that, send me a DM on Instagram and we can talk. Um, just in general, looking for more coaching clients, different things going to come out soon. Lots of shit is shifting in my life. I don't know what's going on. Um, yeah, I have no idea where I'm moving. <laughs> I'm in a big, big shift right now. Like I have been for a while. It'll be a year of figuring things out and then a year of shifting. And that is very much what I'm in right now. So yeah, I'm just open to see how this all unfolds. And I think you guys know now, if you've looked at the title of the episode, this is all about, you know, juicy things of like, how can we make sexuality sacred how can we heal from sexual trauma and how does this deeper connection with our sexual energy as women or really as anyone how does that create such a deeper sense of self-love and our body and our being and how does that you know heal all these narratives around our bodies and what as well and I, I think I think eating disorders and disordered eating and body image issues have so much to do they affect um, sexuality and self-love and spirituality so much like it's so 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 interconnected and I really think um, your sexual awakening is part of your spiritual awakening and that every human um, deserves to have an abundant and luscious and authentic, um, sexual experience. And I think something we talk about in this episode too, is that, um, kind of when you're shifting into this, this sexual awakening thing, it can become, it can become performative. And that's not what this is about either. It's, it's really about your authentic sexuality. Sometimes you want to be the, the sacred slut. Sometimes you want slow, soft, like crying, sex with a partner or sex with yourself and it's really just about coming home to yourself um, and the deeper connection you form with yourself by treating self-pleasure and sexuality as sacred and your body is sacred and I just know in my own life and talking to Miranda and the people that she's worked with and the people she's helped you just you radiate this different type of self-love when you're taking care of yourself and loving yourself um, and providing that type of flow and energy for yourself. And I really think being filled up and free and abundant in your sexuality makes you just a better human in the world, a better business owner, a better worker, all of these things, because you become magnetic for the opportunities that are a fuck yes for you. And you say no to what is not a fuck yes for you. 
So anyway, I think this episode is so, so profound. Miranda is amazing and I just cannot wait for you guys to listen. So I will tell you a little bit more about Miranda. So Miranda Amora is a mystic feminine embodiment mentor and creatrix of We the Goddess, an online women's holistic and spiritual sexuality boutique. She's a visionary entrepreneur and a lover of romance. She's practically a mermaid who lives in the ocean, loves dogs, and jumps on airplanes to travel the world. Her mission and passion in the world is to help spiritual women embody pleasure, magnetism, power, and self-love. There's nothing more disempowering than feeling disconnected from your body and your truth. Miranda knew this because she spent decades feeling that way. Um, And finally, her body had had enough. She was done with binge drinking, doing drugs on the weekends, meaningless sex, and ultimately numbing out her emotions. She found a deepening into her yoga practice and began a journey of radical self-love that completely transformed her life. She rediscovered her power, her pleasure, and her truth through the sector of self-development, holistic, and spiritual sexual healing. Her deepest wish is for you to come home to your love and liberation within your own body. Imagine the bliss of regaining sensitivity in your yoni experiencing yourself as a pleasure filled and feeling empowered through your emotions imagine coming home to your body restoring your inherent wisdom and pursuing your desires with ease and grace she desires for every woman to have this feeling and that's why she works to help women remember their power and their pleasure to live a deeply fulfilling life yeah and i i think just another thing before we get into the episode is that I think emotions and sexuality and our bodies, like all of these things are so, so, so tied together and so important. And part of listening to your intuition and listening to your emotions is it's a bodily experience and reconnecting back to your body is so important. So I'm just so grateful and honored to have Miranda on the show. So yeah, let's get into the episode. the first question that I ask everyone because it's the finding your freedom podcast is what have you been finding your freedom from lately oh I love that question lately and always I always find my freedom in the ocean like when I just dunk my head under and I feel the waves crash over something just changes in me and I can see the the infinite expansiveness of the ocean when I come up and it's just like wow I'm part of that and I feel like I can do anything like I feel free and liberated if I don't dunk my head it's a different experience (laughs) yes it's so funny that we're both like in this 
both in like beach lifestyles and it's like cancer season and like all this like water themes. So I've just been getting so much about like going in the ocean and like warm, clear water. Like I just, there's nothing that makes me feel freer and just like being in the ocean and like, feels like every problem is just like washed off of your body. Mm, exactly. Yeah. It's like the problems just disintegrate and go <laughs> and the fish can eat it. <laughs> The problems just wash off and you're like, I am the ocean. And then it's beautiful. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, I love that. And also the bath is really amazing. And I might've told you this the last time we spoke, but like, I like a hot bath and then I'll like close the curtains and turn on the shower and make it cold. So then like part of me is hot and part of me is cold. And then I can like feel the difference. It just feels so good for me. Ooh, I I like that. That's that's interesting. I've never tried that. Like I feel like I've had a hot bath and then had like a colder shower after, but at the same time I like that I don't know. That like contrast. That's cool. Yeah, it has that similar freeing effect as the ocean to me at least. Yeah, baths are very important to me. Like <laughs> I need them so much. Like they're so essential. Yeah, what do you put in your bath? Um, usually Epsom salts, um, sometimes like roses, if I'm feeling like super fancy. I love that. Roses are so pretty. What about you? What do you put in your baths? Yeah, same like Epsom salts, um, sometimes lavender essential oils. And my friend has a, um, like a herbal herbal store. So sometimes I buy things from her. It's called Tierra y Alma on Etsy and I'll buy her things and just put them in my bath. (laughs) Yeah, I've tried some like ritual baths before and I've also like I wanted to try like CBD bath bombs. I feel like we're already getting like into pleasure perfectly without even (laughs) without even trying. (laughs) (laughs) So true. We're like, we like to go in the ocean and take baths and lavender rose bath bombs. <laughs> I love us. That's so funny. And I'm drinking my little like pink drink and like, it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. We're already in the the vibe and the essence of the episode. I love it. <laughs> of course we are. And I wish you all could see Madeline's drink because it's in this really cute glass, like almost, what is that type of glass called? Like a- I don't know. My mom got it at a thrift store. So it's like a fancy wine glass, like an antique wine glass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so beautiful. Yeah, very fancy and pleasure, pleasure filled. <laughs> but yeah, I'd love to hear like, what like what is your story of kind of getting into this work like what was your your spiritual awakening and like sexual awakening and kind of like how did this journey begin like how did you kind of how did you start this journey I think it's always such an interesting question I love hearing people's like kind of origin origin stories yeah so hmm I'll tell you the long version (laughs) amazing I love the long version (laughs) So my dad actually became really into health and spirituality. And so he really introduced me to the concept of like your thoughts 
are important and you know your wish is your command you can create your reality things like that and when I was like 14 15 like I got it but he wouldn't shut up about it so I'd be like dad stop like what are you on about you know <laughs> um, and he gave me this book called uh the four agreements it's like a classic yes <laughs> and I read that when I was 20 when I, I was living in Barcelona and I've always just really had this interest in psychology and I took psychology in college I graduated UC Irvine with that major and it's so funny I heard Phil Goodlife on Instagram say that spirituality is psychology on steroids and I truly believe that it is. And I feel like people who are interested in, in psychology just get spirituality in this really deep way. And so I really, really understood psychology and spirituality. And I just kind of had that in the background. I'd listen to podcasts and things. And then when I moved to Australia, when I was like 23, I had this kind of it feels like a spiritual awakening because I had been drinking every weekend and like I always love to snort cocaine on the weekends and Molly and it was part of my lifestyle. It was how I made friends, how I socialized and had fun. And it just got to this point where my intuition and my body was saying, stop doing this, stop doing this, stop doing this. And I started to hear it louder and louder my friend suggested that we do a month experiments sober. So I tried that and I realized how much my creativity was lacking during the months before and the travel backpacking lifestyle, the part, the, the part that I was in, it was just so like an activity that we all did together, like drinking beer and and that's how you hung out and made friends, especially abroad. So when I learned that, like, it felt so much better for me to not drink, I just told myself, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm just going to be sober because it feels so good. And during the time when I was sober, I felt like so much more started unraveling for me because I started looking into shadow work and I started learning about triggers and activations from other people that I was experiencing. And one of them, as I like looked at myself, instead of blaming someone else for my activations, I realized that there was still so much pain that I hadn't looked at from my parents' divorce. And there was so much pain that I hadn't looked at from the dramas that happened in my intimacy with people, sisters and partners. And that really led me to looking into this intimacy work because first I was just like, whoa, I keep attracting men who are like, choosing other women and cheating on me or just not emotionally available how is this an internal thing for me and I just started looking within and of course like the drinking stopped for a bit but I started again and then I stopped again and then I started again and then I stopped again and then finally 
I just like put it to rest for two years and now I have a healthy relationship with it. Like I'll have a nice cocktail maybe like once a month or whenever it feels right, but it's not like my activity to make friends or anything. But in the time of just being sober, I just got obsessed with intimacy and I got obsessed with learning about relationships. I got obsessed with conscious relating because I didn't want to do the same thing that I saw in my childhood like I didn't want to have a divorce and fight all the time and get heartbroken over and over and over again and do things like in a way that I saw as a child so from that path I found a book called The Way of the Superior Man by David Data. And the way he spoke about the masculine and the feminine just resonated with me so much at the time because I could relate it to like past partners I'd have and things like that. And then that book led me to spiritual sexuality because there's a chapter in there. And I realized how like not in my body I was, not in my pleasure not in my joy I just felt like I was numb in a way and I realized that the way that I was self-pleasuring wasn't really serving me and I knew because I'd read so much about it that there were many different types of orgasms that women could have And that's really what hooked me. (laughs) I really wanted to learn how to have these orgasms. And it's so funny because (laughs) the orgasms felt like this bait, like, look what you can have. And then (laughs) what I really got was what I needed, which was transformation and healing and becoming more in tune with my body and self-love. So So I was like, I'm going to learn how to have all these orgasms. And then I started exploring myself through self-pleasure in ways that I was not used to, like taking my time, dancing, making it be like a two-hour experience. And I just discovered so much in my body from that path. Like I felt so much more love for myself if I went like a week or two without doing it in a conscious way. I could feel my energy changing and I just started experimenting with romancing myself and being my own lover and learning how to relate to myself in the way that I would want a man to relate to me. And so that's been really the path for like the past three years is just like learning and growing and being more and more in my body so that I can feel my personal power and feel the self-love that's within me while like transforming all the things that aren't love yeah yeah and I I don't know I just love your story so much and like I always draw on different like parallels from people's stories and it's I also like studied psychology and I I also lived in Australia for a little bit um (laughs) and was in the hostels a little bit but didn't fully dive into that lifestyle but it's a very definitely a very drinking heavy one um but yeah I just I love hearing your story and I love hearing like so many different people's stories and it's like kind of like what is their thing they're really interested in spirituality and you know some people it's 
whatever it may be. And it's super interesting that like kind of what you started to focus on was like relationships and all of these things and how that was interwoven with sexuality and pleasure and all of those things. And I'm laughing at the thing you said about, oh, I want to have all these different types of orgasms because I've been like attracted to courses thinking that before. I'm like, oh my God, I like, I want to have more of them, but it's like, that's a product, but that's not really what it's about. And like, I just, I think you, of course, you know more about having these other orgasms and self-pleasure rituals than I do. because that's not my, I guess, area of expertise, but just doing them consciously transforms your life so much. And I feel like I've, I got to a certain place with self love and in the past year with like incorporating more like self-pleasure and like conscious self-pleasure it's like such a deeper like body worship feeling that is um yeah it's it's like hard to describe because it's like a full embodied like love of my like body and my vessel Mm, that's exactly what it is it's it's such a different flavor and it is hard to put words to it because it's a feeling in your body and there's a language to the body that doesn't quite translate to English but I know what you mean it's like it's like a full-bodied feeling of just like gratitude and love for yourself yeah yeah I'm curious like through through this work with sexuality and kind of intimacy how I guess it's a two-part kind of question. I'm curious, like, what were some of the maybe, like, body image things that came up in the past, and how has this helped you kind of work through those? And then I'm curious, like, what did sexuality, what did intimacy with a partner used to look like versus what it's, like, shifting into now? Mm, Yes. Okay, so the body image. Oh, my goodness. I have always had weird like perceptions of my nose, my breasts, and my belly. And those three things just like, and my lips, I would just like be so mean to myself sometimes and get in such a spiral downward of just like, you're not worthy, you're ugly, you're this, you're not a model, all these mean thoughts about myself. And There's just this unique alchemy that happens when you are finding the beauty within yourself and that type of time and energy with yourself where it's like, it feels like I look different when I look in the mirror. Like, and I think it's just because those thoughts don't come because I've spent so much time with myself, caring for myself that it's like, they're just not even organically there and it comes and goes but it's like before it would be like every day and then it became like every week once a week and then it became like once a month and then it became once a year and then it's like even talking about this like I'll hear little thoughts but like I haven't gone in that deep down spiral for like I don't even remember the last time I think the last time I remember was like right before a nude yoga workshop I posted in like 2019 and so there's just like some sort of energetic alchemy that happens and 
Actually, no, the other spiral I went down was like, I think a year ago, maybe. But anyway, (laughs) you get what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I I totally know that feeling. Like I just can remember like staring at my body and picking every piece of it apart. Like my boobs aren't big enough. Like your body can't be perfect unless you have big boobs and a big butt and your waist is tiny and like your lips look this certain way. And like, I just remember like all of these thoughts. And now it's like, I look at my body and I just like absolutely love it. Like naked. I'm like, this is amazing. Anyone that gets to experience this is like in the presence of a goddess. And like, I look at other women and I'm like, oh my God, their bodies are fucking amazing. Like, why were we all trying to be this like, you know, one thing when like the diversity and the differences in all of us and all of our bodies are like just so amazing and so beautiful. And I think like self-pleasure can be a really big part of that because like a lot of you know societal conditioning and like I guess kind of sexuality conditioning on like how women are supposed to look sexually and how they're supposed to act sexually like taking that power back is just so incredible and so important yes exactly and especially like with boobs and your belly like I feel like so many of us have this conditioning that our belly needs to be super flat and abs and all these things, which that's beautiful too. But like, I just think our bellies hold our power and like, we don't need to suck it in. We don't need to like try to make it look different, you know? Totally. And I think like, I think I had to do that shift and that reprogram in my mind where it was like, everything toned and sucked in and now I'm like I want like you know kind of the embodiment of the feminine energy it's like I want those flows and those ripples and like like I want that softness I don't want this I'm like hard armor that like I feel like we had to wear before that's so beautifully articulated it feels like that like that softness that comes from that area is so so beautiful Yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just like getting like, I don't know. I just like feel the love in our conversation and like kind of feel chills. And I'm like, I want all women to feel like this about their bodies and their sexuality. Like, and that's why this is also so important. And I'm just, I don't know. I'm just so happy that you're here and we're talking about this. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you. And like, I feel like part of this shift happens in this conscious self-pleasure because it's like, you're massaging your boobs, you're massaging your belly, you're like tending to yourself like a temple. And so naturally it just feels like, oh my God, I do love you exactly as you are. Like, oh my gosh, I remember this is the actual truth. And now I have this moment to come back to when I start questioning my beauty. It's like, oh wait, but remember that time that we spent together. Remember the truth that is within you that it's you're perfect right now and there's something about that experience with yourself that becomes like a memory and a reprogramming yeah yeah it's like when you become your own lover it just like reprograms all the negative thoughts because it's like you've like felt that love for yourself so deeply that you're like what am I talking about I'm I'm beautiful like exactly how I how I am and like every part of my body is like deserving of love even like I don't know. My armpit <laughs> is amazing. <laughs> yes, I love armpits. <laughs> Yay for armpits. 
<laughs> hairy armpits, non-hairy armpits, no armpits. All armpits. <laughs> All armpits are beautiful. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So I'd, I'd love to hear how, like, I guess the second part of the question, like, what did sexuality kind of look like for you before and how did that start to transform with this work as well? Mm, So I'm going to be completely honest. So much of my journey has been with self-pleasure. So much of it has been with self-pleasure. Like I dated a guy and he was actually celibate. So we didn't sleep together. And then I've been calling in a a partner that gets this deeply and I'm just waiting for the divine timing of it all because so far the people I've been on dates with it just felt right for my body and I don't want to cross that boundary you know and I have before on this journey like it just yeah the person didn't have as much reverence that I feel like I had for myself and I crossed my boundaries and and it didn't feel completely in alignment and so I've just been a lot more like I don't want to say strict but just discerning for that feeling that feeling that's like hell yes I'm like waiting for that and it just hasn't fully landed so so (laughs) yeah I'm still on that journey to be honest but with self-pleasure before it was like massaging my clitoris really fast right before bed in the dark um and just being an orgasm climax that was for like 20 seconds and that's like a beautiful way. Like sometimes I'll also go back to that. Like there's no right or wrong or bad or good because I did start feeling shame about that like somewhere along my journey. But then now I'm like, no, that's okay. If we sometimes go back to those habits and it's fine. Um, and then now it's very mystical. There's a certain aspect of sexuality and these sexual practices that it's, it's so conscious and spiritual and awakening. Like I'll do practices. Okay, so first I'll like put on music and then I'll dance or I don't know, take a bath and I'll block out a lot of time. So there's nothing I have to do after. It can be like a two hour experience or one hour experience or whatever it is, I just leave it wide open. And it's like a date with myself and A lot of people are like, I don't have time for that. What are you talking about? Two hours for self-pleasure. But like, we all have time. Like, I sometimes don't watch Netflix then. Or I just choose to do things that are more fulfilling than than other habits that I've had. So if you're like, how do I make time for that? Like, what are you spending your time on? Because maybe you're spending an hour on social media that that could be for yourself. Or Netflix could be for self-pleasure. So time to do that um and then so I take like a yoni wand or a jade egg and I have coconut oil or jojoba oil and I set all of that out I set the space like I make sure everything's locked and the windows are locked just so I can create safety in my system because that's a huge factor that I did not even think about 
is safety, like making sure your body and your nervous system feels so safe to drop in because what we're doing when we are um, entering into this sexual space with our body is we're going into the deeper parts of the brain, like we're letting go of the conscious mind that is mental and is thinking about all the things that we have to do when we're dropping into the body, which is in like the primal brain and the limbic system. So making sure that our nervous system can feel really safe is so key. And then from there, I actually always warm up my entire body. And I really suggest that because since I was so used to just going straight for my clitoris, it was like, wait a second, that's not really how my sexuality likes to be like, it's not really how my sexuality operates. Like I hate, I hate it when partners do that. Like I really love foreplay and I really love to have time and to not have any time limit in fact. So it's like, I just warm up my entire body from like my head to my ears, to my toes. And I really just allow myself to drop into my body And then from there, like, there can be certain practices, like, one of the practices I've been doing a lot lately, and that blew my mind the first time I did it was sex magic. And sex magic is basically utilizing your sexual energy your creation energy to manifest. And something really clicked with me when I learned about it, because I was familiar with the chakra system. I was familiar with that from yoga. And I didn't realize that that had something to do with sexuality as well. So it's like you allow your sexual energy and your turn on to move up your chakra system and swirl around in each chakra, which really lights up your entire body. Because before my sexual energy would localize in my... um, in my yoni space and then shoot out and now my practice is to bring it up and elongate it so that I'm actually holding the sexual energy so that I'm not like pushing it out of me like I would with the fast clitoral orgasm but like holding on to it and allowing my nervous system to really feel it move up my body um I always ask for consent from my Yoni and I always listen to her. I even talk to my pussy, like I have a relationship with her, which I think is the most amazing thing. So I'll be like, do you want penetration today? Or do you want anything inside you? How are you feeling? And I listen to her response. And if she's a no, which she is sometimes, especially for Jade eggs, she might not want to do it or things like that. Um, Then I just, I don't, I listen to her. I think that's really powerful for boundaries because that's how you're relating to yourself. And that's what you're going to attract in someone else is someone who like honors your no as well, because that's how you're interacting with yourself. Um, But back to the sex magic. (laughs) So finally, after you swirl it within each chakra, you, and this is like kind of like a 45 minute practice, I would say, you allow yourself to peak pleasure or to climax slash orgasm. And I like to say peak pleasure slash orgasm because orgasm to me isn't necessarily that like climb that sharp climax, but more so like 
the combination of mind shift, pleasure, and expansion. So if those three things are present, I'm like, to me, I consider that an orgasm. And I consider like goosebumps kind of a form of orgasm because there's pleasure, expansion, and mind shift. So there can be these different flavors of orgasm and peak pleasure that we can access when we kind of drop the idea that it needs to look a certain way just like in spirituality right dropping the idea of needing things to like look a certain way so with the sex magic peak pleasure out the top of your head and then you see hear feel touch and smell your life within this desire what you want to manifest and you really see it entering into the cosmos, into space, and then you can feel it drop back down your body, making it back into your physical body, all the way down each chakra. So it's like these mystical experiences that I like to create within myself pleasure. And it's not always like that. But like sometimes I'm just like massaging my yoni and having fun, but sometimes I just really like to do these practices that that feel quite mystical. Yeah, I feel like I'm trying to I'm like trying to get a visual of this sex magic chakra orgasm process. Like I'm like like wow. And for me, I'm like definitely would have to be a slower process than what I'm doing now because I'm like trying to imagine. It's such a funny image because I'm seeing the colors of the chakra light up and like magic shooting out of you, basically. <laughs> That's what I'm seeing. But um, yeah, I, I, I think it's so interesting. And it's like, I mean, manifestation is so powerful. And then like sexual energy is like one of the most powerful energies in the world. Like it's the biggest energy of creation. So why not use that energy of creation to create your manifestation. Yes, exactly. And I feel like pleasure, like when in spirituality, they're like, feel the good feelings of you already having it and feel like what it is to be in that now. And it's like, that's what sex magic is doing. You're like in the most elevated emotional state that exists. It's like that peak pleasure orgasmic state. Yeah, I'm I'm curious too. I like I don't know if my audience I think I talked on one episode about crystal wands. I don't know if they know like what jade eggs are, if you want to explain that. And um what was I gonna say? Also with the jade eggs and crystal wands, I would say like what do you think are like some of the benefits of jade eggs, crystal wands? I know you've like talked a lot about like vibrators versus those and I'd love to like kind of hear your thoughts on all of that yeah so vibrators aren't bad or good just like everything else I personally don't like to use them because I want to practice slowing down and not chasing a goal because when we chase the goal it really takes us out of our body in our present moment because we're trying to look ahead to the future and trying to create something instead of surrendering to 
to what's there to unfold. And I mean, isn't that so similar to life, right? It's like, let go of the how, let go of what you think it's going to look like and just be in the present. It's so similar to that. There's so many parallels to what like spirituality says about life. <laughs> um, so the yoni wands, they're like crystal or glass wands and they're shaped really nicely. And they basically can be used to pleasure yourself and do practices like de-armoring. Um, and they don't vibrate or anything. It's just crystal or glass, which I really like because it's from the earth and it feels more natural. And you can do things like de-armoring, which is basically um, becoming very present and in the moment with everything that's going on in your yoni and letting yourself express it through breath, sound, movement, and focus. So what that really does is it relieves tension from the yoni and it allows you to feel more pleasure because it wakes up the neuronal pathways in your yoni, which when I first started, I was like, oh my God, I can't really feel anything what how is this it was essentially like a lack of sensation and sensitivity and it was like obviously because nothing ever really goes in in there besides when like I was having sex with a partner or something so self-pleasuring that way can really help you build the sensitivity that you'd want when you're having sex with someone with a penis so I really really love that about it and the way that the dearmering works is that like it's kind of like trigger point release in yoga where like you press on the part of your muscle because the vagina is a muscle you press on part of it and just feel what's there and sometimes it's spiky or sometimes it's bubbly or there's different sensations and getting down to the sensational level is so powerful because you're able to be super, super present with your body. And, and sometimes you'll cry, sometimes you'll get angry. And what that really is, is alleviating and moving and bringing presence to stagnant energy in your body. Like I'd have flashbacks of boyfriends and situations just through touching my yoni in a certain area. And it really helped move the stress cycles and complete the stress cycles because that happens with trauma. Um, it's like you didn't complete the stress cycle, you were stuck in freeze and your body now wants to fight or flee. And so to let your body cry or to let your body maybe punch or scream or do whatever it needs to do is so healing and so powerful. So that's another aspect of the wands that I love because there's like the pleasure mystical and there's like this trauma healing type of aspect. Um, and it's really beautiful for cervical awakening because I didn't even know what my cervix was. I was like, what is my cervix? <laughs> oh, wait, this is supposed to orgasm. <laughs> this is supposed to feel pleasurable because it feels really fucking painful. And the, the wand has really helped me awaken my cervix and be with the pain that's there and then transform it into pleasure. And there's such a deep, deep transcendental orgasmic state that comes from working with the cervix and 
it's really a journey of being attuned to her and going really slow and listening and opening the heart because she's so connected to the heart through the vagus nerve, um, which is a nerve that goes from your cervix all the way up to the bottom of your brain. And it's responsible for like all your, all of your um, like breathing, like the, the functions of your body that are just needed and basic, like breathing, the, the, um, I can't think of the word right now. Uh, um, like rest and digest nervous yes. system. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's like about the wands. And if you believe in crystal healing, like, like I really like this, this, um, like believing in crystal healing, like that certain crystals have different properties or that you can infuse your intention into it. And I mean, whether or not like that's true or not, belief and placebo is everything. So you create what it means to you. And that's what's really beautiful um, with the jade egg. So I always like to say buying a jade egg is similar to buying a yoga mat because I think like I personally bought a jade egg and I was just like, okay, now I have my jade egg and I just stick it in my yoni. But it's like so much more than that. And the parallel to yoga is that like if you bought a yoga mat and you didn't have a teacher you would maybe be learning off YouTube, sure. But like, you wouldn't really know what to do if you just bought your yoga mat because it's the whole practice, it's the whole lineage, it's the whole tradition. And it's similar to jade egg. And jade egg is just like a really small, tiny egg that has a drilled hole in it. It's made out of nephrite jade and you can put floss on the ends and tie it. And you do practices with it. It's similar to Kegels. Um, but there's like a spiritual emotional component that I don't think that Kegels really give you. And I think that's why so many women love the jade egg practice is because of that component. And an example of the practice might be like, um, going into bridge pose and squeezing and inhaling for 10 seconds and then relaxing and exhaling for 10 seconds as you drop down your hips and doing that over and over again. Um, yeah, there's just like a lot of different practices like that. You can do resistance training with it where you like pull the floss and have your vagina squeeze and then you release and let go and relax as you exhale. Or you can even attach like a weight to it. I was with um, one of my peers, we were practicing jade egg together this morning and we did one on weightlifting. So she attached a weight to her jade egg and she swung it with her hips. And that really helps your muscles, uh, your, your vaginal muscles and pelvic floor get stronger and, and more sensitive. And a lot of women, a lot of women feel more pleasure, more orgasms, more sensitivity, more power just from this practice. It's so magical. And of course, there's no science backing it like at all. Like I wouldn't even say that there's no fun. There's no studies funding it. But like I personally believe in my lived experience so much that I'm like science will catch up eventually. <laughs> I'm not sure the, the National Institute of Health is funding jade eggs quite yet. 
<laughs> Maybe one day soon. <laughs> <laughs> I'll write yeah. the grant. <laughs> we need you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Well, thank you so much for kind of walking me through it. I feel like I'm already, I'm just like learning so much and like taking mental notes during this interview. I'm like, okay, I need to slow down and be more present because I feel like I'm in such a part of my life where I'm wanting the answer and I'm wanting the next step and that's showing up in my my self-pleasure practice of wanting to go very fast as well so it is very um yeah it's it's super interesting and I know I know you talked about kind of like sexual trauma and how that's important for this was like if you feel comfortable sharing, was that like at all part of your story or have you worked with women that had sexual trauma and like how this kind of integrates into that healing? Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the number one trauma that we all experience is saying yes when we mean no. Like I'm not the only one who's done that. Even with someone you love and like, you're like, yes, even though I'm saying no, like that creates trauma in the body. But I've had a situation that happened to me when I was like 14 with a doctor and what he did was not okay. I was just getting a physical from cheerleading and I didn't tell anyone about it. And I just kind of buried it. And then while I was doing this work, it came up to, to be healed and like presenced. And like I said, with this, like, I, like, like I said, with the de-armoring practice, I was de-armoring once and randomly I just saw his face and I had this impulse to like punch and kick. And so I did, and it was like a reclamation of my power. The thing that I never got to do when I was in that room and I wouldn't say that I was like abused sexually but it was something that just like was not okay and and crossed the line um so I've had situations like that and just yeah like just a lot of sexual experiences that brought me pain and a lot of drinking and sexual experiences things like that. Um, but I have worked with a lot of women who have experienced more trauma than I have. And it's really powerful for them because it's like trauma lives in the body. And it's just like that part of our body needs so much love and care. And it's like, you're able to heal yourself through this in this really profound way. And so I feel like women who do have deep trauma or trauma in their body, which I think is like all of us just from living in this society, like we have so much trauma in our society. Like we're given these like hypersexualized things about sex and then we're told it's not okay and there's just like so many entangled things that are just scream trauma to me and like we all learn from movies and we all learn from our peers and we get slut shamed and there's just so many things attached to our sexuality so I feel like this work is powerful because you're like building a relationship to different parts of your body like 
no one told you to talk to your pussy. No one told you to look at your pussy in the mirror. You were actually told that your pussy is weak and that your pussy is something to be disgusted about and that your pussy's ugly. And it's like, none of that's true. It cuts off our power. It cuts off our pleasure because if we subconsciously think that our pussy is ugly and our pussy is weak, that's affecting our sexuality. That's affecting how we view ourselves as women because it's literally the body part that's connected to our womanhood. So I feel like this work just brings this level of body awareness and and self-love that is irreplaceable and so difficult to name because it's something that you just feel in your body. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm just like letting that I don't know, just letting that land for me. And it's, yeah, it's so interesting with all of this work and how much it can transform everything. And I so resonate with you saying that, like, I feel like most women, if they're lucky enough, like have to go through a journey with their body and with their sexuality, because just a product of our culture is is traumatizing for women. and, And it's normalized to, to say yes, when we mean no. And that does a ton of harm and it's such a journey to come back to like our power and our bodies and be like my pussy is beautiful my pussy is powerful because when you go into a sexual experience being like my pussy's ugly and it smells like fish like they told me in high school that's going to be a very different experience for you versus like my pussy is the most powerful thing like ever like that's going to dictate so much of your experience and I'm just, I don't know. I'm so grateful for this work and grateful for women like you and everyone that's introduced me to this because like, I've just seen my relationship with sexuality transform so much since like my first encounters in high school and like, um, you know, just healing from sexual trauma, healing from slut shaming and like all of these things. And like, I'm trying to think, I think the first time I ever had an orgasm was like two years ago because my body was so blocked off. It was not even that wasn't even a capable thing for me because of things that had happened. And like, this work is just so profound. And some people that feel like, oh, like I'm just not a sexual person or my sexuality isn't that important. I want to be like, you deserve to be like a sexually empowered fucking badass goddess. Like every woman deserves that. Every man deserves that. Like sexuality is our playground as humans to experience our body, experience our pleasure with ourselves and with partners. And it's like such a beautiful and like, healing magical tool of life if we let it be that that's exactly it it is a playground and a magical tool of life and it's it's so beautiful when we get to tap into the authentic truth about it without all the distortion because it is magic it's so magic and we deserve to feel pleasure and we deserve to feel love safety and belonging in our sexuality like those three things in our sexuality is so powerful and important love safety and belonging it's just like yes and like love safety and belonging should like turn you the fuck on (laughs) you know um (laughs) yes (laughs) Uh, it's just I don't know and it's so interesting when you do this work or you have like friends that are maybe not in it or just I don't know I I feel like I end up talking about sex a lot because I'm interested by people's experiences and like 
I don't know. It just makes me so bummed out hearing certain things, maybe men or other women, like will say in a sexual experience to each other that just does like further harm and further shuts people down. And like, I even, I had a negative sexual experience a couple months ago that like, I was like, thank God I've done this work to know that this is so not okay and shaming, but it's like, I don't know. It's, it's like really common in our culture and it's like the work you're doing and this work is just so needed. Thank you. Thank you for speaking to all of that. Like we do all have these weird, not okay situations that happen. And I feel the same, like this work allows me to really discern and be attuned to what's okay and what's not okay. And that's really the thing about it that I've noticed. It's like a lot of people like, I think have this assumption maybe that like, how do I want to say this? It's like you become more powerful with yourself because it's like you, you're going to speak your truth. You're going to say your boundaries. Like you get more power from being attuned to your sexuality and embarking on that journey. Yeah. Yeah. I like, definitely, I wanted to ask you kind of like, what, like, what does it mean to you to be fully sexually empowered? Cause I, I feel like the more work you do sexually, the more you show up in your business, the more you show up as a good communicator in your relationships, like the more you just show up in your power and like so many different aspects of your life. Like, I don't know. I think being, it's like, and you can, I feel like you can tell in, in men or like any gendered person, like if they're empowered in their sexuality, it's a different energy. And I'd also love to kind of hear like why you think that can be triggering to people as well. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's a good question. So I think being sexually empowered and in your power sexually can be and look different for everyone. For me, it's it's just this quality that comes from being so attuned to yourself. And I think what I'm picking up on is there's this like magnetic quality that comes through where like, I'm just going to speak for women, but I think it is all humans too. Like you're so in your sexuality that like, there's personal power that comes from it because you almost like don't really care what people think like sure maybe you care but like not like enough to change who you are like you just really become you and that you of just like I'm fucking awesome I'm great I feel alive I feel embodied and it's just like this magnetic force that gets created within you and I think that's why it does affect businesses and relationships when you are in your sexuality because that force just comes so organically like it's like you're on top of the world and you're just vibrating at this level that really comes from that sexual space is how it feels like to me and it is really triggering for people because it's 
essentially activating the part and I this happened to me so much like I saw a woman dancing on Instagram like four years ago and I was so activated and what it really is is showing you the part that you've repressed or shamed so it's wanting you to bring that into the light because that's part of you too and so I think that this triggering feeling can really come from from what's happening within you in relation to the aspect that that person is illuminating and there's something that happens too when you're in your sexual power it's like you say no when you mean no like I used to work at this crystal shop a couple years ago and the manager was just he like asked me to put massage oil on his back and immediately like I could just feel my body's reaction and someone in the other someone else who had worked with me was asking me if anyone has hit on me in the shop and she was insinuating him and so we got on the conversation and he had been doing really similar stuff to a lot of other women and I was like let's tell them let's tell the owner like this isn't okay so that but a past self of me wouldn't have done that a past self of me ha- didn't do that she would just be like no I don't want to like hurt his feelings or I don't maybe it's not that big of a deal la 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 and it's like no what you feel is correct and that power you trust what you feel and and you're going to use your voice and the yoni and the throat are so connected I mean if you look inside your throat it literally looks like a yoni and (laughs) your throat just starts opening when when your yoni is opening and it's such a journey too right like it's such a journey and I feel like I'm still stepping into even more of my sexual power and continue to do so because there's still layers like I find shame all the time in certain things and it's just that process of bringing love and acceptance to it and if you are activated by a sensually empowered woman like that's okay that's okay yeah yeah it's so funny whenever I add videos of me dancing on Instagram I'm like I'm like this is gonna trigger people like I hope no one's mean (laughs) and that's like my thought because I know I don't know someone will have something to say and it's like it's such an interesting line of like I put that out for me but then like some people I would say like unconscious like men may reach out like that's so sexy sweetie or like all these things and I'm like no one told you to like let this be for me so it's it's like such an interesting line to see like if you are out there and empowered people still try to like kind of exploit that because they don't understand like no this is my birthright this is my raw authentic expression and it's for like none of you like it's for me um and I think it's so interesting how you think you think about the vagina and the throat and all of that opening and for me, like when I was sexually blocked, I'd never had an orgasm. I was, I was very dissociative during, during sex. I literally, I couldn't move my hips in the way that I can now. Like my hips were not able to, like, I wasn't, I couldn't dance really. Like I couldn't dance or move my hips at all. And like through sexuality and self-pleasure and like all of this like healing journey, like my hips like opened and were able to like move and flow in this like 
like it change it changes your body it changes your mind like it changes so much it's just so crazy to see all, like the ripple effect of all of these things that's so beautiful and that's been my path too Madeline like the hips I forgot about that that was one of the first things that I was like dancing in the mirror like trying to shake my hips because they're so tight that's so beautiful and honestly your I love your dancing videos I love your dancing videos it's so wild too because it's like four years ago that type of thing triggered me and now I'm just like I want more of that like I love seeing this it's so inspiring. Same. Whenever I see dancing videos, I'm like, I love this girl. Like, this is amazing. Like, I'm so excited. And then it's so funny when I post them. Sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I feel a little bit like nervous. But I absolutely love when I see other women dancing on Instagram. I'm like, yes, girl, like more of this. Yeah. And isn't it like, it's so funny because I feel like dancing is the epitome of like the feminine movement and meditation. And it's so crazy how like something as simple as dancing can be so activating for so many people like myself back then. Yeah. Yeah. It it is so interesting. And like, just like you moving your hips or moving your butt in a certain way, people are like, oh my God, like, it's so crazy that it's been so like turned to be this like really intense thing when it's like, the expression of the feminine like I think every single person should dance and be in their body like men should be dancing more like we should all be dancing and like getting into our bodies and knowing our bodies more and opening up our hips and like like good sex and good dancing is like our birthright you know (laughs) exactly good sex and good dancing is our birthright I 100% agree that should be on like a (laughs) t-shirt I know dancing oh my gosh I love that um I wanted to ask um I wanted to ask about kind of like the sacred slut and also like I really really want to ask about like your pole dancing journey and how that was oh yes those two go hand in hand honestly yes oh my god pole dancing has changed my life it has changed my life so much Um, I started pole dancing in February, so it was probably like March, April, May, four months ago. And I had so many, like I've worked with the sacred slut in my self-pleasure, like calling on her as an archetype. This is another mystical type of self-pleasure practice, calling on my sacred slut and allowing my thoughts, consciousness, feeling and body to become my sacred slut and then moving from her and feeling the energy of her and the sacred slut just like doesn't give a fuck she's hedonistic and pleasure filled and has so much power and she's shameless and I feel like she's been so shamed because people can feel that power and it feels like they can't control her because they can't like no one can control the sacred slut she's just on her own thing doing her own thing and she also has helped me see like the darkness within me and how sexy the darkness is within me so I had worked with her a bit and when I found pole I like had all these preconceived notions 
just from like living life like oh pole dancing like I don't want to be a stripper like sure women who do that that's fine whatever but like I don't really want to do that and I thought it was this thing that people just took to strip and when I watched strip down rise up on Netflix which is such a powerful documentary I realized that it was the epitome of embodiment work like everything that I had already been doing just with a pole and that emotions were accepted that you didn't even have to move in any performative way which that was powerful for me and I still find that coming up in class is like the performance type of thing where you have to look a certain way or do a certain thing and lately my my journey has been not moving much at all like micro moving even though there's people watching me like not feeling like I have to put on the show and that's super powerful and, and such a, um, such like a, a deep part of my journey to uncover those layers of performance. Cause I feel like that's part of my conditioning as well. And yeah, I, I also came from an aerial background. So I did like aerial hammock and aerial hoop and aerial silks for about like three or four years on and off. And it's the same muscle group as pole. So I feel like it just translated well for like the trick part. And it just reminds us all to slow down. And it rewires the brain in this really beautiful way. Because it's like you'll dance in groups or lately, like it's been three months now. So they're letting us inviting us to dance alone. So I danced for my first time alone in front of five women and it's rewiring for the brain because it's like, holy shit, I'm accepted in this part of me, no matter what it looks like. Like some days it's like angry and powerful and and you're standing on chairs and just there's an energy of power that comes through and sometimes it's like soft and barely moving and crying on the floor and it's always celebrated by people they're like oh yeah like they make all these noises and it rewires the brain on this level because even though sometimes you're not even really listening to the cheering or anything it's just like that witnessing and that holding space and the celebration afterwards that just feels so like how it's supposed to be. Yeah, it's how it's supposed to be. And it's been such a transformative journey for me in so many different ways. Uh, Yes, I love this so much. And I just want to do it so much. And I so echo like it heals the part of you that feels like you have to be a performer. And then it heals like the part of you that like your sexuality is accepted in sisterhood and I I just I just think that's so beautiful and such like a powerful practice and I have not seen that documentary but I definitely would love to and would like to get um, a sex worker stripper on the podcast to talk more about it because yeah I, I think it's so much deeper than like what we think it may be Yes, it is. I definitely recommend watching the documentary. It's called Strip Down, Rise Up. And yeah, if you can, finding a studio and experiencing it because it's so worth it. It reminds me of just going on women's retreats. Like I went on a sexuality women's retreat a couple of times and it's just like the same 
energy and feeling of just safety and belonging and love in your sensuality, no matter what it looks like. Oh, I love that. And like on top of all of that, not the reason you do it, but I'm sure it's a good workout too. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It takes a lot of strength. Yes. I'm sure it's an amazing workout. Um, I, I can't wait to try it and do it at some point. <laughs> I'm just envisioning myself and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Um, yes, it is. And have you like, they have you try on different clothes to see if your body likes it. So it's really edgy in this way that like you can wear a tutu and see what happens in your, your dance. And I'm going to buy a pair of like six inch pleaser heels and I'm not even a heels person, but like something just happens when you put them on. It feels like I've worn like other heels, but not these types. So there's just a lot of play in it as well, like play and fun and just hearing the sounds of different music and seeing what your body wants to do. It's, it's really profound. Yeah. And I I think it just like, it shows that intimacy with a partner too. Like sometimes it can be like some sort of angry sex. Sometimes it can be the tutu, like silly sex. Sometimes it's like six inch heels, like it's getting down and it's going to be hot and frisky. Like sexuality gets to be everything we want it to be. And it's like, like I said, it's a playground and it's so fun. Yes. I love that you said that. Yeah, There's so many different flavors and there's so many different flavors of pleasure. And one more thing with like pole dancing that I didn't know they did this, but obviously now I think back and like, yeah, of course they taught me how to give a lap dance. They have a chair in the studio and I wasn't comfortable yet to have a body in the chair. So that's my next edge is having someone in the chair while I'm there, but they teach you a little routine to give a lap dance. And after that class, I was like, wow, like this is such an initiation into my womanhood. Like how much more fucking confident am I going to be when I want to give a lap dance to a lover? Like I'm going to feel so fucking in my power because I know exactly what I'm doing. And I just feel like confident in my skin because it's like, other people are witnessing you too and you're being seen and it's just it feels like this initiation into this part of womanhood that I feel like we all ought to have uh I I love it so much I love that for you so much I'm so excited for you and I I feel like with my own sexuality journey I was all like I was a very sexual person like very young and it got like abruptly cut off by like shaming and trauma and different things but um in my like kind of awakening that started two years ago with my sexuality I like um gave a partner a laugh dance and it was like the most amazing like I love giving laugh dances (laughs) it's the most amazing thing ever you literally feel like the most fucking powerful thing on the planet it's amazing Oh my God. I love that you shared that. I feel like you would give such a badass lap dance. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, if I come to the pole class. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Madeline's coming to California and I'm taking her to pole class. We're going to give each other lap dances. (laughs) I literally, I'm just having like images of giving the person I'm thinking about now that I most recently was with, like giving a lap dance. And I'm like, Ooh, (laughs) that is so fun. 
Uh, it's like I said, it's just a playground. But the thing I just wanted to end on with you, kind of the last question is, we t- I think we talked a lot about sex and self-pleasure, but like, you know, why is pleasure in all forms like so important in healing? And like, you know, how does that rewire us in a society that's like, get this done as fast as possible? And, you know, all the all the problems that we have in our society. Wow, I feel like pleasure is fuel. And I think it was a Shay that said this, that pleasure influences consciousness. And I've really found that to be true. Like bringing pleasure into your life in whatever way feels accessible, whether it's literally just like holding your cheeks and tuning into the moment of, of yourself in traffic or... <laughs> oh Madeline just grabbed her cheeks <laughs> I'm tuning in I'm tuning in. I love it or if it's like self-pleasure for two hours or if it's just like oh my gosh it would actually be really pleasurable to go to Disneyland which is something I want to do it just brings in the play in life and it's like following what feels good and that really leads you to magical places is following what feels good. And I really love that because it's like, you're not forcing yourself to just do something because you think you have to. It's like, what will bring me the most joy and pleasure in this moment? And that just brings you back into your authentic truth. And when you're in alignment to pleasure, you're in alignment to your truth and you're in alignment to who you are. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like, I just know from my own experience when I had the shift with like pleasure, my life used to be so rigid of like, get this done in this period of time and there would be no presence. And it's like, when you come back home to yourself where you're like, I'm going to have this amazing smoothie or this amazing beverage while I work. And I'm going to listen to soothing music. And like, I'm going to sit in a comfortable chair and like, my workout is going to be very intentional. It's not like, go, go, go as fast as possible. Like you, you just become so much more present in your body and in your life and in your experience. And we just have such a culture that tells us, um, that the good things that we need to follow have to be hard. And I don't think they do. Like, I think we get so much further in life by bringing in more fun and play and pleasure and feeling, following what feels good. Mm, Beautifully said. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Yes. Well, guys, after you listen to this incredible episode, please go feel some pleasure, feel the sunshine on your skin, take a bath, do a sexy self-pleasure ritual, give your um, your partner a lap dance if you're feeling extra frisky. <laughs> do yes. something pleasurable today. Yes, give your partner a lap dance. I love that. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This has just been like just so incredible. I feel like we could have seven more episodes, but I love this so much. Me too. I'm so thankful that you had me on here, especially since it's been like a year. And I don't know, right when I saw your page, I just felt connected to you. And I'm so glad that we connected and that we were able to do this together. I know it was it was so meant to be and I'm I'm so grateful for you. (laughs) 